Stairway to Heaven, it's like the best. Darude Sandstorm is like one of the best songs ever created. Every time it comes on, no matter what situation, it's consistently funny for me. So, how to be in popular episode 199. I'm in my house, it's very quiet until one of the two dogs starts barking. There was a Hank is below my feet right now. He's the new addition to the dog family. There was an incident with a, with some kind of with a chew toy thing, where so now Hank is underneath my feet because uh, Lucy wasn't letting him have this chew thing. But hopefully it'll hopefully things will be cool over the next hour. Uh, this won't or there'll be stuff about skating in this but I um, have a bunch of things written down I've been wanting to do this this one for a long time but I just I hadn't had a chance to go get my to go skiing and it took a while for me to get my ski stuff together um, obviously it's winter in Canada Kamloops British Columbia Canada right now but um so I can't skate anymore. And I, I didn't get bindings until... We'll, we'll get on track, don't worry, we'll get on track. Um, I didn't get my bindings for my skis until Boxing Day, and then there was a wedding, so I didn't have a chance to use them until this weekend, really. I thought I was going to use them at least once or tr- twice over the break, but I just didn't have my shit together. Um, that's one of the first things I've written down all the shit you have to bring skiing but anyways why did I get skis and what's my history with skiing so I'm lucky because when I discovered rollerblading I had a history with hockey and a history with skiing so I really connected with the the forward facing motion of being able to do rolling that that rolling movement motion while facing forward the first time I tried rollerblades um I'm really happy my parents put me in skating lessons at a young age and that that I also got they I didn't maybe I had ski lessons I can't remember I must have had like a basic ski lesson at Harper that's the mountain I went to today it's a really good like small family run family owned and operated uh super unpretentious um if i can use that word for skiing but you know how ski culture or like mountain biking culture can get uh it it retains like the same feeling of if i was to take lessons back in the day it's like exactly the the same feeling that's this old lodge that smells like campfire the hill's really small there's a 
there's a T-bar tit that takes you up like a mid-size mountain with a bunch of options and, and a bunny toe. And then there's the chairlift, which I didn't hit today because I wanted to start really simple on the T-bar and, and do some of the old like snow blade runs that we used to hit. Um, but I'm really happy, you know, if you have a kid, um, I would suggest to put them in, in skating and skiing lessons as soon as possible, because it was crazy. Like, uh, even though it felt a little bit weird when I, when I skied again today, it's something you don't forget if, if you have it ingrained at a young age. And I do think knowing how to rollerblade and ice skate helps learning how to ski, but not completely because they're not completely related, not as much as I thought they would be. So my history with skiing is, yeah, I did it as a family activity. Um, and then kind of like in the late nineties, uh, 98, 99, 2000, 2001, I had sled dogs, <laughs> which are really funny. You can almost do a, a whole little side thing about sled dogs. Yeah. I actually, I had the sled dog canines and I would take them to sun peaks and, uh, they worked on, they actually worked on groomed runs. Sun Peaks definitely is a better for like groomed, simple, uh, long, like Sun Peaks is like the jugger, the giant, like the, the high end ski place. And I remember they worked really well there cause they had perfectly groomed, uh, runs. There's this one called the five mile. I remember them working, but I remember always getting stuck with the sled dogs and swearing a lot but thinking it was the closest thing I could get to do, uh, to doing rollerblading in the winter time, which I should have, I needed, I needed a ski elder, a ski guide back in the day. That's totally what I should have done. And then, and then, uh, Todd and Randy, our friend, Randy Caputo, who skated with us back in the day, we would go snowblading at Harper all the time in like, I think 2000, 2000. I can't remember. I think it was like around grade 12 and maybe a little bit after. And I think I did one time snowblading, renting like Solomon snowblades at Sun Peaks with uh, my friend Nathan. So, and then my last time before this trying skiing, I went with Todd and Carly and Dana who was snowboarding like in 2009 or I can't remember when it was, but we went to Harper and I remember having a lot of fun, but it's weird that, um, through all this and being like a fan of skiing that I didn't really get fully back into it. But, um, a couple things like clicked recently cause skiing is just like, it's on fire right now. Progression wise, it's impossible not to, watching all the amazing videos and edits that are coming out of skiing and I see so much of skating in it even though they're really not at all alike they're quite different um, the stance is the same and some of the tricks and grabs and things look the same but in terms of the way they feel they're a lot different I think skating can take more 
from skiing than the other way around. That's at least just how it felt today. But so all like this history of me, you know, knowing how to ski and knowing how to skate and, and last year being like kind of a little bit of cabin fever. I remember because there's only so much you can try and do in the winter time. There's like an indoor track. I'm not much of a gym person. I really don't like, uh, I don't like doing activities around large groups of people. Um, so I'm not a gym person. Uh, like even though I do yoga and stuff in the winter, I don't like when it's super crowded. I don't really want to talk to people too much. I'm not, I like my activities to be solitary a lot of the time. I can do things with other people in short bursts. And like if I'm, if I'm, decent enough friends or there's some kind of a connection like skating events obviously and if I go on like a ski trip with friends I could see that but like I like I like solo sessions on skates I like exercising alone I don't uh, and with not a lot of people around anyways why did I go on that tangent I oh because there's only so much you can do in the winter and there's only only so many times you could try and skate in the winter there's some covered spots here but it's not the same. I'm like, I'm a big fan of, um, the way skating is just wide open space and no people in Kamloops. And, uh, I, I love that. And it's hard to get that in the winter. So seeing all these edits specifically, there was two things that really clicked that pushed me over the edge to finally get skis. There was, uh, the Armada film, oil and water but specifically the fill casabon section which i put in the coffee maker keeps clicking i hope it we had a, our coffee maker it lit on fire and started smoking or it was like not it was just on the verge of lighting on fire um new year's eve i was really glad i was home don't get the i don't know the model number it's a cuisine art or whatever. And then I looked it up and then apparently 4% of those models smoke and almost light on fire for people. Anyways, Phil Casabon section, who was in the, the blade awards, uh, from oil and water, that section and, um, line traveling circus were the two things I saw where, you know, obviously I don't think I'm ever going to do anything on skis, even close to that. But there was something about also level one. Damn, there was a lot of good shit. The level one movie that I watched, can't remember the name of it, Less, I think. And then that finesse video from that crew, maybe they're from Sweden or something. Uh, skiing is just like, they took the rule book, the rule book which is still so evident in, in rollerblading and they just fucking tossed it and there's they're just doing in all these things they're just doing whatever they want they're just it's such a good like experimental time in skiing so I really connected with that and uh, there was even in finesse there was just like a guy it wasn't even he wasn't even on a ski hill he was like at a hill where people were sledding or something and it was really icy it wasn't even great conditions and he did like a he was like bombing down the hill and he did like a pud slide kind of across this icy patch 
on his skis and then he went to fakie and then i think the way he like turned from fakie to forge just these little things where i was like oh you know what i can't air over a 60 foot tabletop with a helicopter filming me with a perfect grab and then do the thing where like the helicopter is filming me and I do my hands up because I'm on top of a mountain. I like do the hip hop hands up thing. Like that's, I don't want to do that, but I could do the weird pud slide thing, um, over a nice patch to a, to a weird fakie out. And then starting to skate longer frames on skates started making me think about how I wanted to skate or how I wanted to try skiing, but how some of these things that skiers were doing, I wanted to translate to skates, even just the way that they turn from fakie to, I mean, switch from switch to regular, because you can't use rollerblading terms too much. Although backslide and Liu Kang are still the same, I think. But I'm, I think I'm going to take truck driver. That's where they grab both the tips. I want to take that one for rollerblading. Like truck truck driver heel roll. Anyways, um, it kind of like, it was all this cycle in my head of like, I want to have longer frames and go from fakie to forwards, like leaning back a little bit more and start doing like taps with with um, the back of my skates on longer frames and yeah, I don't know. It just all started coming and I wanted to learn how to, to launch without jumping. Cause I know that's like a bad, not a bad habit, but it's an inline skating habit that I'm going to have to, uh, stop doing, which I found out today. And, and also, which I found out when I'm on like the longer frames on skates, I can't, I can't do that. Like throw your body weight on a shorter frame type air it's like a you're going full speed and you float which is crazy it's like um trying skiing today getting ahead of myself but trying skiing today is also going to open up the way i watch ski films now because i never really even thought about that they're they're floating off of a jump going full speed you know in your head, at least in my head, when I thought of like going off a jump and skiing, I thought you like actually jumped, but that's death as far as I know. Cause that's what I know on skates. You like, there's some force to pull you, you pull yourself or like when I throw kind of a bio 540, I really like throw my weight, but that's not, um, how you do it on skis. At least that's not what it felt like today. So that was kind of like watching those videos that I said before, Finally, it was like, I have to, like, I want to do some of this stuff. Not any crazy tricks or anything, but I want to mess around on skis. Like, I don't want to, I don't want to do anything crazy. I just want to have one of the newer pairs of skis because they're awesome. I love the Intuition Liner in my skates, so I want to have a liner like that in ski boots. And I want to ski. And it was like, honestly getting into it and buying the stuff was really overwhelming and kind of exhausting. There's so much shit out there. There's so many options for skis and boots and bindings and everything. So I just went Grom style and I got, um, I got the Phil Casabon skis. 
and I got his pro boot from last year, but it's like a, it's like a, it's like a pro boot with him and, uh, the dreadlock, Henrik Harlot or whatever his name is. It's like their, their team or co pro boot, or I don't know. It's, it's yellow and it has Wu-Tang kind of writing, which I want to really scratch or rub off because at the hill I thought of today, I was like, I didn't even think about it, but I was like, I must have looked like such a grom to have like the pro ski and the pro boot. What, you know, what can you do? What can you do? That's what, these are my entry points into skiing. Um, even just fucking shopping for like a jacket and pants. Like I have no idea. It was before I went skiing. So I have no idea what my preferences were really. I had help. Thankfully I asked lots of questions to, uh, Jacob, Dale, Travis, lots of people answered questions, uh, through posts that I made. And, um, I feel like I got all my shit together. The, the one that's still confusing me after today, which I'll talk about is poles or no poles. I'm kind of like partly torn on it. Um, but man, it was like, I can imagine people just not even wanting to get into, uh, activity either because the, sh- the equipment that they buy is shitty because they don't research it very much or th- it's just too fucking overwhelming. Like, that's my first thing about today. Leaving the house, I only, I, I figured doing my first ski day, I have a um, like a day pass that I got for Christmas for Harper, but a day pass is like, you get there at nine o'clock and you finish at four o'clock. And I just thought that that was way too much for my first kind of return back to skiing. So I did a half day and I went up there at like 11 ish or whatever. But then I found out that they don't sell half day tickets on the computer until 1230. So I kind of just had to sit there and take in the atmosphere. But I did like there's so much shit that I had to remember. I don't like activities where you need lots of shit and there's not even a lot of shit that you need for skiing, but you still need to like have your, all your shit. I had to have like, um, like I could never get into snowmobiling or dirt biking or wakeboarding where it's like, you have to have the fucking trailer or the tow rope thing in wakeboarding. You need to have the trailer to hold the thing. You need to, put your snowmobiles on the truck and do a bunch of maintenance to your shit. It's like, I don't, I don't want to do lots of shit or have lots of shit for my activity. Um, like hockey, hockey has relatively, from what I remember, it's a small travel distance, which is important, but you have lots of shit. You got, there's all that you shit that goes in the bag. At least it all fits in the bag. I, I felt like even without poles, it was like, um, okay, I put my boots in the car, I put my skis, do I have goggles, do I have gloves, do I have my toque, do I have my underlayers, do I have the shit that I want to put in my jacket, what pockets do I put my shit in, what are the, what's the shit, there's like things on my jacket that I don't know what they're used for yet, and I'm sure this will all come together, but it felt like too much stuff, like I didn't, um, I wore 
layers. There was like a base layer and then I wore sweatpants and sweatshirt over top of the base layer and then I had my snow pants and my jacket. I just felt like there was too much shit. And I didn't even have a helmet and I didn't even use my goggles because um, it was too overwhelming. I don't like all this stuff. That was just first impression. I can't even imagine... Go like if you had two kids and you wanted to get everybody up to the mountain and you had to drive and buy passes and have all the gear and make sure everything fits and try and remember everything way too much of a production like I think I think skiing is extra good if you live right by a mountain if you don't have to drive anywhere and you just, if you drive like a minute tier to the mountain or you walk there or ride your bike with your skis over your shoulder or some kind of special ski holder device, I think that would be great. I think if you had, the ultimate would be like if your, if your cabin was somehow like attached to the um, mountain and you ski you skied out of your house like you just you clipped into your bindings and you had a season's pass and you didn't have to fucking buy a pass or wait in the lineup um or drive up there i think i would personally enjoy skiing a lot more thankfully the mountain i went to was they say on the website it's 20 minutes out of kamloops i would say it's closer to 40 it was pretty short but it wasn't 20 minutes. It's 20 minutes if you're on the very edge of town. So there's there's two mountains in Kamloops. There's Harper Mountain, which is the awesome like kind of family atmosphere where lots of kids learn how to ski. It's a smaller mountain, but it's got enough that you could go there a lot. And yeah, like unpretentious. And then there's Sun Peaks, which is that's it's the third or second largest mountain in british columbia it's really well known it's super um there's a lot of wealthy white people there and uh i haven't been there in a long time but i do remember in the past it's got that more like ski and snowboard culture feel to it which i don't like that i don't know that stuff can can get to me i've had fun when i was there but um, Harper is just like, yeah, it's more like families learning how to ski and people that have gone there for a really long time that aren't like, aren't like locals. They're just people who like Harper Mountain. You'd have to try both to understand what I meant, but that's just like the Harper Mountain is like the old skate park and Sun Peaks is like the new skate park. Um, that's kind of like the feel. So it's perfect. Harper Mountain is like, it's like the old skate park. It's a shorter drive. It's not super crowded. Um, there's like people learning how to do the activity there. It's not the best, but it's really fun once it, once it opens up. And uh, I'll go to Sun Peaks. It's more expensive too. Sun Peaks is really expensive. It was though, like for half day, it was 30 bucks. Like, on top of getting all your goddamn shit, you still, you have to pay on top of that. It's, it's, it's not a very accessible sport, and it's a lot of work, and you have to have a lot of shit for it. Um, I'm glad that I'm, have, like, my first, 
uh, go over and done with and I have all my shit together. Um, the only thing is poles. Like, I got a pair of old poles. I just don't know if they're, they feel too high. But the, I saw some of the, like, park poles and they feel too low. I don't know. I'll figure that one out. But, so that was the first, the first thing is I don't, I don't like all the shit that I have to bring. <laughs> I love, uh, I love just throwing skates in the car or putting skates on and just going, rolling down the street. Put in your headphones, put your skates on, that's it. But I do understand, because this is another point that I, I loved, I loved, um, when I did finally figure everything out, got parking, got my ticket, got the ticket at the right time, um, remembered to put all the right shit in my pockets. Um, it was amazing when I did just like throw the skis down and clip into my bindings. That was really cool that it was like, um, I wish rollerblading could adapt that, Some, adapt, adapt that technology somehow. I really think, I really think that more people would rollerblade and I know shadow um, and dupe are trying to do that, but I'm talking about your, your boot. You like walk around in your boot and then you clip into your frame. It's not that you're wearing shoes and then you strap some shit on because it doesn't, it still doesn't translate. It doesn't feel as good because it's, it's not as stiff. There was something about like having this stiff boot and then boom, like clipping into these big planks that you felt more connected with it right away. Whereas shadow feels like a soft unresponse. I don't know. They just don't, it's not the same. So I hope there's a wizard somewhere working on some kind of like a, I think Shane Coburn talked about, they were considering some kind of like a binding technology for, uh, or like a clip in type thing for shadows. And I do think it is possible. Um, I'm just not the type of person to imagine what that would be like. And plus with wheels, it's hard. I love that your skis are just like, they're flat. They're just, they're not going to roll away wheels on rollerblades. Like you wouldn't be able to like just put them down on the ground and then step on top of them and clip in. I loved that. That was like the first thing that I really liked about skiing that I forgot throw your skis down clip in and then you just like you slide it was amazing you just slide I slid to the the t-bar and it and that I don't know that it came back like riding a bike a lot easier than I thought thought it would um I hate winter driving if if someone told me they would give me $2,000 right now to drive to Vancouver and back, I probably wouldn't do it just because I don't like winter driving. I, I try and avoid it at all costs. It's like I've heard of more people. It's like it's so common around here hearing about people dying in winter accidents that it's not like it's not like one of those things where it happens once in a while. It happens every fucking winter. And it's not. You could be the best winter driver in the world. It's about people in the other lane, too, sliding across. Like, I just don't... 
the the roads weren't bad at all today which was awesome and i really think like spring skiing is going to be awesome when the roads are completely clear but you go up and and it's sunny and the snow's not going to be the best like it's going to be kind of slower spring snow but it's going to be so fun to like drive up and and do that um but that's just something i didn't like the driving i think i already said that so the two things that were bad off the bat is i didn't like packing all my shit and i didn't like driving that was a lot of that was it was a lot like um like i said living up at a mountain awesome but the actual like process of going skiing i wish um it didn't it wasn't such a process i think as i do it more and more and more it'll seem normal but it's still like it's a decent amount of driving to to like it's a full day with skating i can have a um or biking or running like you can just do do it for like an hour or two and skiing it's like if you're gonna do it you gotta you gotta commit a little bit more time than that unless you live in a ski village which i don't it's not practical it would be way too just wouldn't work um yeah like i said i don't like the the cult the culture around things can really bother me like um yoga is a really good good example of like fitness or the gym culture or like i don't i don't like that stuff but i didn't feel it which was awesome i think at sun peaks you would feel it a little bit more um it's a little bit more of a snooty mountain but um i didn't feel it which was awesome because I thought that I told I totally thought that that was going to be something that that bothered me when I went up to the mountain was that that there was going to be this sense of um, like you noob or or the whole gaper thing kind of like made me overthink like is this not a welcoming thing to be getting into and it totally was it was crazy i thought that the terrain park would just be full of people like hitting hitting grinds and like that you had to line up if you wanted to hit the jump i told myself this whole story and then i got there and i saw like the only people i saw hitting harper's awesome because it has the like it's a really little terrain park with simple obstacles haven't hit anything yet i don't want to get ahead of myself but it was cool i saw like young kids and like a freestyle coach they were in like a clinic or something. They were like learning how to do grinds and little nose butters and things. These kids were young. This was like even before I discovered or maybe around the time I discovered aggressive inline skating. And it was cool to know that these kids were like starting to do tricks and learning from someone who knew how to do them at a really young age. That was very promising and very cool and not at all what I expected. Um, I, that's I don't know that's so cool it's crazy that it's more acceptable um, to to like for parents to put their kids in a freestyle ski program but like Kamloops would never have a freestyle skating program where you would go to the park because it would just seem way too dangerous Hank don't don't buddy get your face out of there get your face out of there don't um but you know it's something to think about like it's just weird to know that's 
because skiing's in the Olympics, it's an acceptable thing for parents to put their kids in. Like, it would have been so ridiculous to have a coach telling your kid how to grind a rail in the early 2000s. Like, that it would just would have been way too fringe for something like that to exist. But it was crazy to see it as like a legitimate ski camp thing. Like, these kids were, they would line up in certain areas. Can you not fuck with the shit, please? Don't fuck with the shit. Can you go lie down? Go lie down. That was cool to see. Um, yeah. Expensive. It was really expensive. On top of, like, the investment of all the equipment. Um, it's expensive to go. It's crazy. It's like such a Caucasian rich sport. It's, uh, it's a good investment though. Like, especially, like I said, if if you're as a family activity and if you learn at a young age, I think it's something like hockey that, that at least living in Canada, learning to ice skate and learning to ski are things that you'll always have as a social thing, no matter what town you move to or uh, who your friends are, there'll always be people who who played, at least in Canada, there's always people that, that, that play drop-in hockey or go to the ski mounds. And I think they're important things that I'm really glad my parents in, invest. And I always, I think we always rented shit anyway. We didn't like we didn't buy the ski stuff. The reason I bought the ski stuff is because, like I said, I wanted to commit more to a winter activity. So this is not, it's not just like something that I'm going to do this year and that's it. It's so I have the shit now. It's the same reason I have a pair of hockey skates. It's not, I don't use them all the time, but I have them. And over the years, I'm going to use them. You know, I tried to buy shit that hopefully I can use the same stuff in in five years but apparently i'm going to be graduating to powder skis so but that's i don't imagine that happening for two or three years because i would i just have to get the feel you know that was a big part of today um walking in ski boots is just as dorky as walking in in rollerblades like on grass or or uh upstairs whatever in fact it's probably dorkier if your boots are, uh, I think some boots have a walk mode. I'm not sure, but, um, yeah, like if you undo all your buckles and stuff and keep them really loose, they're quite easy to walk in, but they still have like, it's funny watching people walk around in their ski boots, especially, uh, up and down stairs. It's really funny that like rollerblades are dorky to people all around, but man, ski boots, they're pretty fucking dorky. Yeah, I couldn't figure out, like, my tightness preference for the boots. Um, my ski boots have uh, three buckles, kind of like memory buckles, like Rosa skates, and then a booster strap, I think it's called, across the top of the liner. I hope I didn't talk about this, but... Um, and, and at first, I did them up like I would do up my skates where on the over the toe and over the instep. I do them up quite tight and then the top is not super tight, kind of like medium tight and the strap just kind of like, cause I've never had a strap high up on my shin like that. Just not super tight. And then 
I kept getting pains kind of uh, not like sharp boots, uncomfortable pains. Um, but those like breaking in new skates or shadow pains where it's like weird muscles in your foot feel kind of like achy and pulsatey. And uh, I did some runs and then took my boots off and kind of like asked my feet how they felt and uh, redid the boots up again, but did the tight top, the tight, the top, what the hell? Did the tight, did the top, did the top of the boot as tight as it could possibly go, like that buckle and the booster strap thing, um, as tight as it could possibly go, and then the instep and over the toe buckle, just like fairly normal, not super tight, and man, changed the entire experience of of skiing. One thing I think snowboarding has going forward is the boots. Uh, their boots look really comfortable. And uh, ski boots, I think, are, are probably tricky in terms of like, there's so many factors involved on how they can be done up. Like, uh, I wasn't sure if I was going to put an insole in them or not. I ended up putting the yellow super feet in. What are you eating, Hank? Are you just looking the floor? That works. Uh, I ended up putting the yellow super feet in that I put in my skates and they seemed to work fine. But yeah, it was crazy how much uh, the top, the doing the, tight, the top up super tight. I'm really going to take that into consideration with my skates now. Now that the longer frames and the higher up off the ground, I, I want a lot more support on my skates to the point I think I'm going to order one of those. I hope I didn't talk about this already because I lost some of the podcast. The card was full. Um, I want to order some of those uh, booster straps from Intuition and use them on my skates. I can imagine having like a skate with a, hey, with a really high liner and a super stiff tongue uh, built into the liner and a booster strap that you can crank down and a fairly, the cuff doesn't have to be high, it just has to be really stiff. Excuse me, Hank, 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 I'm doing a podcast, no noise. but yeah, the uh, people walking around in ski boots, it's, it's crazy, like, um, skiing has its designated facility where families and kids and people can try skiing. And ice skating has a designated facility. And guess what? Rollerblading does not, I've talked about this, rollerblading does not have a designated facility where you can safely and see other people trying it. There's no like rollerblading surface. That's why the roller rink was so popular. And I thought that it's like, it's a safe environment to try an activity for the first time. There's other people, that's just something that could totally work well for skating, but I digress, I digress. The whole note on that was just that uh, walking around in ski boots uh, is dorky, just as dorky as walking around in rollerblades, but it is actually worse because the boots are so goddamn stiff. They have to be though. Like, um, they have to be, it's crazy. Going back into ski boots, I was like, whoa, I forgot how stiff these were. And then it's like, I did not think I was going to be doing up that top buckle and strap as tight as possible. And that's, I didn't, I don't even know if I did that with my um, 
ski boots like when I snowbladed it's crazy that wearing my skates possibly improperly informed bad skiing technique that having a super stiff not a lot of forward flex still forward flex but not too much it's crazy how much it's crazy how much I say crazy um it's crazy how important forward like a stiff forward flex is now to me that there is a lot of power getting lost if there's too much forward flex in a skate and trying skiing has made me rethink the how extra supportive skates could be they still could be flexible but a super supportive flex it was weird like this is coming from someone again who uh floppy cuffless rims and short frames and now everything is starting to change on how i think skates could be i don't know how it's going to inform my street inline skating for the hot dogs gods video but we'll find out um i'm still completely undecided on pulls i think the way that i want to ski most of the time which is just messing around hitting little bumps doing little like going fakie to forwards forwards to fakie trying to do pressing on my nose and and tails um they weren't even that annoying in the lift line like the shuffle feels a little bit dorky having to like shuffle your skis but the poles would there were certain points where i imagine like the poles would be more annoying to have like like i said more shit that you have to carry around yard sales would be a lot more funny like uh people people falling in poles and skis go everywhere that's a good thing about poles okay so lift lines may be helpful pushing your bindings with the pole may be helpful they're like weird tools that aren't useful most of the time but maybe like for doing the cool hot dog and turns i think they would be useful and if you were skiing powder and in the trees and you needed to push yourself out so they're like they're pusher tools but i don't really think like the whole rhythm of turning thing for balance i don't get it yet but that's this is someone coming from skating so i think i will get a pair i have a pair but they seem really old and tall i don't know what height you're supposed to get because i'm six feet i don't i see the park poles quote unquote and they're like these tiny pointless little like they're so tiny um it's almost like it's it's something that you can hold on to to feel a little bit more secure and like no my arms are doing something man like it's not like it's cool man my arms are holding on to something it's like holding on to a hockey stick it's just a like it's cool man it's cool so i don't know i'll probably get a pair of poles use them on specific days but i'm not a pal guy yet um you should have been there it was a pow day we just rode on pow day it was awesome that was a really bad skier slash mountain biker guy who's really into pow and riding impression um i just went on the the t-bar the because um i was by myself and i did not want to socialize or small talk with people on the chairlift and now i'm not like this all the time but i thought like i brought my headphones and i thought maybe you know just 
just put your headphones in. But I think that would be worse if you were like riding on the chairlift with people and they're like, what's that guy's problem? Or if they're talking to you and you have to pull your headphone out and be like, what? Um, so, <laughs> uh, yeah, just riding the T-bar. You can ride by yourself. You don't have to talk to anybody. I'm not a big schmoozer, you know? I don't, I think part of going with friends is great because you can socialize on the chairlift. But having to talk to people for like 20 minutes, I was saying like if skating, if you like took a run in skating and then you were by yourself, but you had to like ride in some kind of a vehicle for 20 minutes or half an hour to, to go again, I don't know if I would be as into skating. Um, I don't like, I don't like the, the chairlift. If you're by yourself, I don't like the chairlift as- aspect of skiing. I don't want to have to talk to people, but I'm sure there's many lessons to be learned and many teachers out there on chairlifts all over the world. And, uh, yeah, I just have to, uh, accept it. But for now it was just, the T-bar was great. I was by myself. It was quiet, appreciating the scenery, appreciating the trees. It's great. Like watching families and kids. Did I talk about this? I don't know. I lost some of the podcasts, so I'll try not to repeat myself. Um, my, my rollerblading and snowblading habits made me eat shit exactly the same way. Uh, my first, my first run and my second run, because of rollerblading, your weight is so centered and snowblades at the same, your weight's so central. Um, this, the same bail happened. It's hard to explain, but I wasn't like leaning back on my skis enough yet. I kind of like was keeping them centered. So when I would switch to take a turn the other way, you know, how skiers, you see them do the cool hot dog and thing where they're like, they're, they're hitting their poles into the ground and they're swiveling back and forth and doing their cool turns. Um, when you're switching to your other edges, uh, my body will turn and my right ski will turn, but my left ski will want to keep going in the same direction. And then you do this thing where you kind of like fall over to the side because your ski is like locked in to one direction. And if that makes any sense and you like fall over because your body in one ski turn one way, but the other one wants to go the other way. And it was definitely from rollerblading and snowblading that that happened. It's like having to learn to lean back a little bit more on your skis. And, uh, yeah, it was the same bail both times. But as soon as I started to like, remember that my skis are long, they're 182 and they felt long, but I know they're not going to, uh, especially in a few sessions. As soon as I started like leaning back more on my skis, I started really enjoying it. Um, it, it was like, it was weird. At first I was going fast and trying to do like shitty turns in the skis and not really enjoying the experience. And that, that I thought about it for a sec. I was like, so this is what people do for skiing. They just, they just go up to the top and they do turns and poke their poles in. They, they poke their poles and do turns and go down a hill and that's it. Like for me, I need something more, like I need something more 
playful and fun. And that's when I realized, it's like, oh, yeah, you don't have to go fast and just do turns like a hot dog or you can. I went to a more mellow run and started playing around on my skis a little bit more, like trying to lean back on them and trying to like turn to fakie and lean forward on them, um, turning switch fakie switch fakie um turning going backwards on my skis going backwards uh going fakie looking over both shoulders and like turning to forwards from that and doing like doing like fast slides from fakie like fast slide slider things and backslide slider things and going a little bit slower and more mellow and trying to like pop pop off doing little pops just i mean it felt cool to me it probably didn't look cool, but that was the moment where skiing really started to click with me, where when I first got there, I thought I had to like ski a certain way, if that makes any sense, like that you just go down the hill and do turns. And then it was like, oh yeah, there's just like a giant downhill skate park and I can just start popping off little jumps and I don't have to grab and I can go backwards if I want for a little while. And it was, I don't know, it really started to click. And also the no poles thing clicked in that moment because something about doing those like, I don't know, something just, uh, it didn't feel like skating. It actually felt like skiing. It felt distinct and it was my, how I thought I wanted skiing to feel, feel if that made any sense because I was kind of disappointed at first when I was like catching my edges and bailed a couple times and then I realized that I was like, trying to ski the wrong way and once I started relaxing and leaning back on my skis a little bit I'm probably still a terrible skier and it must have looked really funny like the way I did fakie and the way I turned in and out of it but it was the like spark that's gonna help me learn how to do the other shit now on skis um two things that I think about rollerblading now just from skiing today I think rollerbladers should go really fucking fast up to everything really fast because that was something that it's trying skiing now gives me a complete new appreciation for ski videos because they do everything like full speed they're pretty much like they're not jumping off of jumps they're floating off of jumps and they're not when they disaster rail, they're not jumping to it. They're floating to it. And the, their sport looks so smooth because of it. They're, the way that they control their their skis and their body and everything is like... Um, it's, uh, there's, like there's people who rollerblade so smooth and they're good at it and they have good style and they go fast. But rollerblading is very... Uh, slow and unstylish a lot of the time if that makes any sense there's so much resistance in skating in terms of like how slow we grind and how we have to have the like balance completely centered and it just I, I started to realize that just how different skiing is than skating but how much skating could take from skiing if that makes any sense um, I also think long frames 
with fat wheels could be the future of skating, but I could be completely wrong. Like rockered frames with fat wheels that are like pretty stable to stand on. Because one thing I was really surprised about is shit that I would normally be squirrely as fuck on with, pardon my French, squirrely as fuck on with snow blades, like just jumping off of a simple uh, something that's like two feet off the ground or three feet off the ground. It was so stable on these skis, landing on them, so stable. And with snow blades, like, if you did a trick, you would always, like, land in kind of a turret. Like, it was really hard to land smooth in them. And I think long frames on skates, if we got used to launching with them, because I have to completely relearn how I launch now. Because I launched... Like when I throw a Bio 540, which is rare on skates, but out of a steep bank at a skate park, I throw my skates, like my weight into it. Whereas if you throw a Bio 540 on skis, you don't like throw your weight. You like float. If you float going really fast and you slowly go into the, at least that's my understanding. You slowly go into the positions. Like a, I always imagine like jumping on skates, whereas I imagine floating going really fast on skis. So I think um, long frames and relearning launches on long frames on rollerblades might be really interesting. It might change the look and the feel of skating if that makes any goddamn sense. I don't know if it does. I hope this is interesting. I'm excited to relearn launches on longer frames because you sure as hell you can't like <laughs> you can't like jump with skis. You can't like go up to a jump and then jump like on rollerblades. Like on rollerblades you can like kind of jump and push. Um whereas on skis it's just way different learning how to launch stuff. Popping. You like pop on skis. Whereas you don't really pop on skis, you kinda of jump. And I think you can understand more criticisms towards rollerblading, especially how skiers don't relate to rollerblading. You can see how skiing is a much more fast and smooth activity, and rollerblading can be kind of like an arm flaily, uh, sometimes clunky, jumpy, boot grabby looking thing not that it like it looks very modern now and we obviously know lots of good skating but to to the outside eye i think there's a lot uh a lot of people see probably skating that doesn't look that great we know what looks good and we would be able to show them stuff like like uh brian aragon's a really good example of someone who might translate to a skier like you show him a section and that might make more sense to them but if you show them like a super technical grinding like handrail section it might just not you just have to think about you you got to try skiing to understand what i'm saying but i have like a new appreciation for the way people ski now that i've tried because fuck doing grinds right now fuck that shit I'm just getting a feel for how I want to use my skis and everything. And I'm sure eventually I'll be able to like come up to a box and do a spinny slidey thing on it. But even just landing and holding fakie, it was interesting. Um, 
switch fakie at some points felt almost easier to hold. It's really hard to hold without without um, spinning to forwards again. So I, I man, I kudos to people who like hold fakie up to a jump and then do a huge jump and hold fakie. It's amazing. It's so amazing that they can do that. Or people that that on like fat powder skis and no poles will do uh, powder like fakie carves. So incredible. So incredible. And that's where I think like long frames, there's something there. There's long frames and fat wheels and a rocker. And high liners with a booster strap and a stiff ass tongue. I, I might be crazy, but I feel like that is closer to where, uh, nah, I won't go down that road. We won't go down that road. Um, couldn't figure out the right tightness for the boots. I kind of talked about that. Oh yeah, insole. Oh no, I talked about the insole. This is crazy. Like there's so many factors involved in, in, uh, like my, I don't know if it was the snow that was probably felt snow cause slow cause the snow felt slow cause it was a warmer day or was I supposed to get my skis waxed? Like, do they come waxed out of the factory? They felt slower than I thought they would, but it could just be the snow. Like I got to learn all the slang term for all the different snow. Cause it today was like maybe a zero or plus one day and there hadn't been any new snow. So it wasn't like the best snow. It wasn't super fast, but it, maybe it was that my skis weren't that fast. Do my skis need to be waxed? Do they come waxed right out of the factory? Um, how often do you get them waxed? What do I do with my skis after I'm done skiing? Are the edges going to rust if I don't wipe them down? Like just even like, yeah, the doing up the boots to the right tightness. I don't know. I have no idea, but it's fun. Like kind of like trial and error. Do most people use insoles in their boots? Are yellow super feet not the right ones to use? Cause do they have too much of a heel lift? Um, do people get special insoles made for their boots? How long uh, does a does a full tilt boot and intuition liner take to break in on the mountain compared to skating? Because your foot's not gonna get as hot. I don't know. There's there's so many factors involved for skiing preferences. Um, yeah, there, there was a really interesting moment where I thought after my first couple runs that I completely wasted my money on skiing. This is not that fun because my boots were kind of like hurting and I had two yard sales and then it was as soon as I started uh, using my skis and doing up my boots in a, in a way that I guess worked a lot better. But as soon as I started using my skis, how I imagined myself wanting to use them, it just opened everything up. Um, yeah, it was just like, as soon as I started being playful, it was so awesome, like going off bumps and not worrying about doing grabs and starting to like play around with the length of the skis. And I love in skiing that on rollerblades you turn or you go straight or you go backwards and you turn. 
but you can't while going down a hill it's so fucking dangerous to go down a hill on rollerblades because you can only turn you don't have you don't have i don't know if side cuts the right word but you don't have you can't be going forwards but sideways at the same time and that's where i love skiing that's where i wish skating felt more like skiing i wish that there was a way to 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 be going down a hill but to be controlling your speed with kind of like a sideways slide you can if you're going like extremely fast and you have a long frame there's a little bit of that like uh i'm starting to learn that on certain slopes with with skates with long frames you can kind of slide if you put your weight back a little bit and you see in downhill races they do but i would love if that was like more incorporated into doing tricks if that makes any sense i just don't think the technology's there yet you guys i just don't think it's there um skating helps with skiing but skiing is very different from skating i think there's a lot that skating can take from skiing and i think that skating is not there in terms of something that is related to skiing skating currently what we've used for most of our lives are are dryland ice skates they were designed for hockey players to ice skate in the off season they're they were not designed for doing tricks and in fact they're not they don't work very well for doing tricks because the base is so goddamn small they're not very stable they're super unsafe to go down on hills i think there's a lot that we can take from skiing and learn from skiing in terms of their technology and why people use skis and why people don't use rollerblades you know the the facility one is so huge you look at like every kind of like every age group and people with old equipment and wearing whatever the fuck they wanted for uh gear and like uh people snowboarding and people with old snowboard boots and new snowboard boots and every size of ski and people renting stuff and people trying it the first time because there's a goddamn facility that you go to that is designated to try the activity that is such a big thing that skating does not have going for it that's part of the reason um i started working with uh the roller derby people here in town because we're the tournament capital. We built, we have like the best sports facilities. We built that longboard park that they claimed was the only one in the world when it's not. Um, yeah, if you come to Canvas, we're the tournament capital. We, we care deeply about our tournaments and our sports. And I would love one day for there to be a roller sports facility in Kamloops where we have things like uh, roller derby tournaments and clinics and uh, every kind of like it would be a roller rink or rollerblading surface in the off times but then there could be cone skating competitions and um and i'm not thinking of it as a skate park i'm thinking of it as a surface where it's safe and people try skating for the first time because skating surfaces for the most part are good skating surfaces are hard to find and they're really important in terms of like feeling comfortable that was like such an important part of today is like having space to feel comfortable on the skis having open space where other people were trying to feel comfortable on their skis it was cool like seeing people 
older than me trying to learn how to ski. Seeing people who had never goddamn seen snow before learning how to ski. We just don't have that with rollerblading. Rollerblades are so dangerous. Skiing is obviously dangerous, but rollerblading... Someone with, like, crappy old skates, their ankles are bending inward, and they're trying... And, and they're rolling on crappy pavement on a slight downhill, and there's a crack, like... Like, 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 like surfaces, man. Surfaces and facilities where it's safe to try the activity is so important. You would never go down hills that steep on skates. It's just too dangerous. I love clicking into bindings. Love it. Love it. I want to click into skate bindings. Anyways, that was my first time trying uh, skiing, and I'm excited to do it a lot more. Um, and yeah, fuck grinding rails on skis. That's all I have to say currently. I'm probably going to slide a box eventually, but fuck that shit. No sliding on rails. Thank you and good night. Episode 200 is coming soon. I hope this wasn't super boring. Thank you.